0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Back in um, September 2015, I was at an Australia conference with a number of people on our team, and John Pierce, Pastor John Pierce uh, talked about uh, we were talking about people being saved and he invited us anyone who was there who would like to to between September and December to do an 8 day fast for people to be saved in our churches, in our communities and he asked them if they were, wanted to do that, to stand up and to commit to, between then and the end of the year, fasting. And I stood up, because who wants to see people saved? Yeah. Yes. And then I sort of forgot about it until the Holy Spirit said, hey, remember? Remember? Oh, uh, yeah. So I did a day here and a day there, and then it got to around this time of the year, and I thought, who wants to fast at all the Christmas things? Not me. So I had to do a sort of a, you know... All at once. And I don't like fasting. Turn to the person next to you and say, My gosh, she's talking about fasting. But then talk to the, turn to the next other one and say, But it's going to be okay. It's really going to be okay, guys. So we did it. We, I fasted. Some other people did too, I'm sure. Um, I mean, I'm talking about in our team. I, I didn't actually ask. I'm pretty sure Paul fasted too. Who knows? We do talk occasionally. Um, anyway, we saw in 2016 more salvations in our church than we've ever seen in the history of this church. And I felt God say to me at that point when I stood up, He said, um, "I am going to break something that is sitting on the ch- over this church as you fast." And He did, and it's very exciting. Our current series is called Joy for All the People. When the angel announced Jesus' impending birth, he said this, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news. Good news. Who likes good news? Yes. Jesus' coming was good news of great joy, which will be for all. The people. Good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. The message of joy that we hold within us, heaven within us, the gospel, is good news. It's not bad news, it is good news, and it's good news to bring great joy for everyone, the joy is for you, it's for me, it's for our friends, it's for our neighbours, it's for our workmates, it's for our study friends, it is for everyone and it's why we're here and it's our main focus and it's the heartbeat of God for mankind. God set a plan into motion before the foundation of the world to send Jesus to earth for you and for me and for all the people. We are here to connect people to Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Every year, before Easter and before Christmas, which are, by the way, two great opportunities to invite people to church because people think, yeah, that's what you do at Christmas, isn't it? That's what you do at Easter. You go to church. Every year, before those two major events in our calendar, we fast and pray for people to be saved. Because we understand that it is the main focus of the church. We understand that this is God's heart. We understand that, we actually understand the spiritual battle that ensues over every person's eternal destiny. Did you know there's a spiritual battle? And we are fasting, Sarah said, uh, explained that to you, we are fasting... For four days leading, not, not this week coming, but the week after, I'm not preaching next week, so I'm preaching today, so as to, to hopefully encourage you all to be a part of our fast, because fasting is powerful. Matthew 6 is a wonderful chapter. It's the chapter that talks about the cure for anxiety. You read it? Yeah? Yep, it talks about, um, it, it shows us how to not worry. It ends with that wonderful verse which says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. But buried in Matthew 6, we also find three weapons of mass destruction in the spiritual realm. Buried in Matthew 6, are three weapons of mass destruction in the spiritual realm. All three of them are powerful. But I can tell you there's a battle over each one. Do you know what they are? Yeah. Praying, giving, and fasting. They are three weapons of mass destruction in the spiritual realm. And there is a battle over your, with your flesh over every one of them. They are not getting my money. It's my money. Instead of releasing, instead of giving, there will be a fight over that. Prayer. Why is it that when I go to pray, I remember all of the other things I could be doing? And all of the other things that I might want to be doing, and I should clean that and I should organize that cupboard. My gosh, that cupboard needs organizing. And fasting. Well, gosh, I can't do that. I can't go without food. My blood sugar drops <sighs> or something. Jesus is talking in Matthew 6 in this passage, and he says, When you fast, not if you fast, when you fast. When you, and this is what he says, when you practice some appetite-denying discipline to better concentrate on God, don't make a production out of it. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. If you go into training inwardly, act normal outwardly. Shampoo and comb your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face. Now, that's a key just to living for everyone. Yep. Especially if you're a young'un. <laughs> Comb your hair, have a shower, brush your teeth. Especially when you're fasting, brush your teeth. And eat, have mints or something. God doesn't require attention-getting devices. He won't overlook what you are doing. He will reward you well. For each and every one of these powerful weapons of mass destruction, Jesus says when you do them, don't make a show of the fact that you're doing them. He assumes that we're going to give. He assumes that we're going to pray. He assumes that we're going to fast. But he says it's important with these spiritual disciplines that we don't blow our own trumpet, that we don't go, oh, I'm fasting, that we don't try to look super spiritual. In fact, as we do these things, that passage in other versions says, as we do these things in secret, there is a God reward that comes to us in public. That's what it says. We, see it, we serve a God who sees what we do in secret, and he says, well, I won't keep it secret. He says, what you do in the secret place, in the private discipline, is going to release public rewards into your life. Read it. That's what it says. Fasting is serious business. It is not fun. If anyone tells you it's fun, they are lying. They are. I have to psych myself up when it's fasting time, I find it really difficult. I get cranky, I don't sleep well, my brain stops functioning properly. It's a wrestling match with my flesh, my flesh versus my spirit. I do not like how hard fasting is physically, but I really love the fruit of fasting. We need to remember that God sees what we're doing and he says, when you do it, there's a reward. There's an American Indian tribe that had a rite of passage for young warriors, young men who wanted to become warriors, and they wanted to fight with other warriors, but to be able to fight, they had a test that they had to pass, and the chief, he would speak to each young man when it was time for them, it was their time. And he'd say, you've got to climb that mountain. And it was a really steep mountain, and it was, it was very hard, it was very grueling, and it was a very challenging climb. And many of the young men would get halfway up, and then they would give up. And some of them claimed to go to the top, but they didn't. And the way the chief knew whether they'd actually made it to the top or not, is he would take them aside individually, one by one. And he'd ask them, he'd say, so what did you see when you got to the top? And he said the ones who who actually got to the top would all say the same thing. They would say, I saw something I've never seen before. I saw the sea. I saw the ocean. And that's what fasting is. It's climbing a mountain. And it gets really difficult and your mind will try to tell you to stop, to talk you out of it. It will say, this is not necessary. This is, not, this is extreme. You need to eat. But I'm saying to you that it is not outrageous for us, for a season, to say, God, I so want to see souls saved. God, I so want to see people in my community touched. God, I so want to see you move in my life, in my family. I so want to see and leave something that outlasts me. I so want to see you break through in my situation, God, that I am going to fast and pray. You know, Paul and I, when we got married, we were... I think we started going out in May. We got engaged in July, and we got married in January. Woo! That was quick. And I was 18. And, you know, I was, we, we were young. We were so young. And I wasn't pregnant, <laughs> just so you know. Our daughter was married five years later. Born, born, born. No, she wasn't married. She was born. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was married at 19. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad you guys are listening. I threw that in just to see if you were listening. <laughs> anyway, when we, we'd been married for a month, and we had a three-day fast at our church, which was C3 Canberra. And, you know, there, there were some things going on, not particularly bad, the things that weren't great, things that, that we wanted to see change in our very month-old marriage. You know, this little baby seed. And as we went into that fast, we didn't even pray about him. We didn't even... I wasn't even... A, like, it wasn't even on my radar. But I can tell you, on the th- after the third day of that fast, totally changed. Totally. Different. Something happened in that fast. Because fasting is a powerful thing. Jesus fasted for 40 days in the wilderness. And the Bible says that after, while he was, after 40 days, he was hungry. Really? The Bible says funny things sometimes. He was hungry. You know what? He, he knows what it's like to fast. He's experienced what probably we, we will, unless you've done a 40-day fast. And the devil came to him during that fast, and he said, if you are the son of God... If you are who you say you are. And the devil was trying to tempt Jesus to give in to temptation. He was attacking his identity. He was trying to get him to prove what didn't need to be proved. And Jesus would have none of it. And every time the devil said that to him, he came back with, it is written. He came back with, it is the, the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. I know who I am. And the battle was won when Jesus declared the word of God to the devil, just like our battle is won when we declare the word of God over our lives and to the devil. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. But you know what? Something happened in that place. Something happened during that fast. When Jesus came out of that fast, he came out filled with the power of the Spirit, the Bible says. Luke 4, then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power, reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Region. The reason this message is called Powerhouse is because fasting brings an increase in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want more of his power in this church, and I want more of his power in my life. Anyone? As we fast together, we can return from our fast in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. You haven't yet seen the things that God wants to show you at the top of the summit fasting mountain. There are things you've never seen there are things you've never imagined, there are things you've never thought of, God has them up there, answers waiting in his presence at the top of the summit, fasting mountain, who will come up? Revelation 4 says, the same voice I heard before spoke to me a tr- with a tr- like a trumpet blast, the voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this, come up here, who will come up higher, that's the question. Who will turn the flesh off and say, I'm coming after you, God, with all my heart? That's what fasting is, and that's what fasting does, and it is powerful. I'm going to skip to 1 Corinthians 3, guys. 1 Corinthians 3 says this, and brethren, could... And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and are you not walking like mere men? This passage of scripture is written to the church. It's talking to Christians. And Paul is saying that there are two types of Christians. Spiritual Christians and fleshly Christians. Spiritual Christians and carnal Christians. Fleshly Christians just do whatever feels good. It's the catch cry of the world we live in. If it feels good, do it. Fleshly Christians are are, are saved. They are going to heaven but they're not experiencing or living in all that God has for them. They're not experiencing all that God saved them for. If we only do what our flesh and our soul wants us to do, we will never experience the spiritual power and live in the spiritual reality of what God wants for us and what God has us here for. It's not just about what we want. I had a conversation with someone the other day, and I was saying, oh, I need to figure out whether to do this. this person said to me, do you want to do it? And I said, well, that actually doesn't come into it in this situation. Should I be doing it? Like, is this the right thing for me to do? So many things I do are not things I want to do. Do you want to run? Do you want to get up and go for a run? No. 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 There are many things in life that we do because they're good for us. Yeah? Yeah. Fasting, by definition, is denying our flesh. It's making our flesh the servant and our spirit the master. Let your spirit be in charge of your life, not your flesh. Here are some things that fasting does. The first thing that fasting does is it cleanses us, it helps us to not be a carnal Christian. We can lose our fire for God, we can lose our hunger for God. We can lose our passion for God. We can fill those spaces with other things. They're not necessarily bad things, but we can fill them up with other things. You know, Netflix, it just automatically flicks to the next program. Have you noticed that? You actually have to hit the button to stop it. We can fill our life with Netflix (laughs) or other things. We bought a house um, years ago and we walked in, when, you, when we walked into the house, it was a real do-or-upper house. When you walked into the house, before you got to the front door of the house, you smelt the cigarette. When you walked into the house, where the pictures had been taken off the wall, was white, and the rest of the walls were yellow from the cigarettes that were in the house. It was so, so... Who's ever been out to a bonfire? and come away, and you, it's, it's just on you, right? It just gets on you. And you have to shower to get it off. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And sometimes cynicism in, in, in our lives can build. Attitudes can sour. The world can get on us. You know what fasting does? It cleanses us. It showers us. We hear God's perspective. It changes us. Patterns of thinking that need to change. We we need to be touched again and cleansed again. The second thing fasting does is it helps us to hear God. I was at the coast uh, a couple of days of prayer this week. And I drove, as I was driving to the coast, I was listening to someone, to a podcast podcast. Or three, or however long it took to get there, five probably. And there are certain parts of the mountain where you lose reception, and uh, the guy was still speaking, but I couldn't hear him because of the reception. We were at the restaurant with Nathan, uh, restaurant with Nathan and Lisa Oliver, when we were in Edinburgh with them a few weeks ago, and we were sitting with them in a restaurant, and there was a table next to us. And I tell you what, I love happiness and fun, but seriously, we had to shout to hear each other because there was so much other noise going on. There was noise everywhere. God, the voice of God, I have found, is quite quiet. And sometimes we have to get rid of all the noise Around our lives, so that we can tune in to his voice and hear his voice. It's like the reception. We have to get on the right wavelength, tune in to what he is trying to say. Fasting helps us hear God. Our spiritual antenna comes up. After a fast, it's like for me personally, it's like a spiritual, like it's like, wow, I can hear you now, God. And the last thing, you can come up, guys. Fasting brings breakthrough and miracles. It does. I've already talked about a miracle that happened in our personal world. There have been others, strongholds, have been defeated through fasting. Freedom has come through fasting. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.